Good morning and welcome. I'm Tom Snape, and we are joined this morning by the superintendent of the Batesville Community School Corporation, Paul Ketchum. Good morning to you, Paul. Tom, good morning. How are you doing today? Fantastic. It's a uh, good-looking day, and, uh, of course, it uh, looks like uh, we're going to get a little bit of rain later on and uh, the cooler temperatures, but, uh, hey, uh, you know what? We'll uh, we'll take what we can get. We're, we're going to enjoy the moment. This weather's been fantastic this week. Indeed. And, of course, the um, uh, Batesville School Board uh, meeting earlier this week, Monday night, and uh, one of the items that uh, the school board dealt with was the approval of the 2022-23 school year calendar. And, uh, Paul, what are uh, some of the uh, highlights of the the 2022-23 school calendar? Yeah, thanks, Tom. We always always try to make it a point for parents to have access to school calendars as early as possible so they can plan trips and they can kind of plan their family time around that school calendar. It's going to be a very similar calendar to the calendar our stakeholders are used to for this year. And, again, we're, we're going to have that rolling start, again, kind of an innovative approach to allow the, the first-year students in a building, again, that's kindergarten, third grade, sixth grade, freshman, to have the, have the building to themselves uh, for a day. Again, we, we take a lot of pride in making sure our students are comfortable as they transition. Uh, most of our listeners, well, mo- our listeners may not know, Batesville Schools has the highest partic- participation of transfer students. We have students from 11 different districts. Over 300 students in our corporation come from other districts because we're such a high-performing school. We like to give all those parents and students an opportunity to get used to and get comfortable in our school buildings. So, again, that's that hasn't changed. That was a byproduct of COVID. You know, COVID created a lot of headaches, a lot of problems, but there's been some good. And our, our, our attempt to kind of reduce class sizes during the, that first 2021 year, uh, we, we kind of like that, that process. Got a lo- lot of good feedback from our teachers and families, and we'll continue that on our school calendar for 22-23. Again, the rest of the calendar is pretty, pretty typical. One-week fall break, one-week spring break. Uh, typical, we try to give two weekends off for, for the winter break, Christmas break. And, again, we, we are planning on taking Wednesday off as a snow makeup day prior to Thanksgiving. So, again, pretty standard calendar. It's a calendar that works for us. It's a calendar our families are used to. So not a whole lot of changes there. And uh, you mentioned the uh, the stagger start to the uh, school year. Uh, what are those uh, dates uh, that the, each that the different grade levels will be starting, and then when will be when will everybody be in the buildings? So, Tom, our first uh, student day during that rolling start is on Tuesday, August 9th. Again, we always try to start school the second week of August. Again, just kind of a tradition, and, and it allows our families to enjoy that one extra week of summer. So, on Tuesday, uh, August 9th. All the veteran students, for lack of a better term, grades 1, 2, 4, 5, 7, 8, 10, and 11 will attend school. And then on Wednesday, August 10th, first student day in a new building, 3KK, 3, 6, 9, and 12 all attend school on Wednesday the 10th. And then on Thursday the 11th, everyone would attend school, and then that creates kind of a short week. That first week's always kind of a shock to people's system, both students and staff. So we've kind of incorporated the rolling start and a short work week during that second week of August on our school calendar. And as far as, uh, of course, you mentioned the uh, winter slash uh, Christmas break, uh, Thanksgiving break. And as far as um, the uh, the one in March, uh, spring break, uh, when is uh, when is that going to uh, take place? Yeah, so we, we, again, just through trial and tribulation, we found that we like to give people the Friday off before actual spring break. So our last student day would be Thursday, March 9th. 
lot of families like to start traveling that, that evening or that next Friday. So our break begins on Friday, March 10th, and then it goes through the week of March 13th. And then we'll resume school back here on March, Monday, 20th, on Monday, March 20th. And then the uh, final uh, day for uh, not only the, if, if you have that, have it available to seniors and then also uh, last day for students. We do our last, our last day of school for the 22-23 uh, school year is on Thursday, May 25th. The traditional teacher work day is on the 26th. And then graduation uh, for the class of 2023 is on Saturday, May 27th at 11 a.m. in the Batesville High School gym. So as you say, it sounds like a, not a lot of adjustments. Uh, obvious, obviously, the date's changing and uh, the year on the calendar, but it uh, seems like uh, pretty much uh, uh, what you talked about, Paul, the fact that uh, the, the calendar seems to work for everybody and everybody uh, for the, you know, seems, to, uh, seems to like it. Yeah, you know, our, our mantra is believe in better or the process of continuous improvement. And, and while we'll tweak the calendar each year, again, there's no sense to blow it up and change it just to change it. We just try to add value to the calendar each year. And the biggest difference is is the rolling start where we kind of stagger start our students to give them a fresh start and give them a head start to success. All right. And with that, we're going to take a quick time out, and we're going to be back with more with uh, Paul Ketchum, the superintendent of the Batesville Community School Corporation. And uh, we'll say a, a big-ticket item is what we'll discuss. That's coming up next. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let to go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville to go. Big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back to The Daily Pod. I'm Tom Snape as we continue our conversation with Batesville School Superintendent Paul Ketchum. And, uh, Paul, this week a, um, the uh, board acted on a resolution to adopt a capital projects plan. And uh, can you uh, fill us in on the details on that? Yeah, happy to do that. So the, the board has three main overlying goals, and, and one of the goals is develop and support attractive, safe, and well-maintained facilities to enhance overall performance. Most of our stakeholders know that our, our facilities, athletic facilities, were state-of-the-art back in 1985-86, but it's 2021, and we've invested heavily in our arts program. We, we renovated our auditorium. Uh, we have a fantastic relationship with DAAC, provides a lot of opportunities for the arts. Obviously, we're the highest-performing academic school in the area, so it's, it's time for us to kind of turn our, our resources and, and attention to our facilities. So... The board did approve through the legal process to sell $4 million in bonds, and the plan with those bonds is to improve our football stadium, totally renovate our locker rooms, to add uh, turf uh, to the football stadium. And, and again, what that turf does is it maximizes the utilization from band competitions to spring sports having an area to work out to PE classes. Again, instead of being used on Friday nights through fall, We'll utilize that football field, uh, that area, 180 days of the year, plus summer, plus weekends. You know, youth football, we'll, we'll use it. So we're, we're really going to have a, a nice uh, a source of pride of our football facilities. With that, well, obviously, we, we have a fantastic track team and cross-country team. We're going to address uh, our track and improve our track. Uh, and, again, this is phase one. There will be some other nuances we do, but maybe even – 
potentially more exciting. And, and let me let me say this: we're doing this as, at a tax neutral process. There will be absolutely no increase to individuals' property taxes. Again, we have probably one of the lowest property tax rates in the area, have some of the highest home values, and a lot of that has to do with the, the schools. People want to move to Batesville, Indiana. People want to bring their students to Batesville, Indiana, because our, our teachers and our staff do such a fantastic job educating our students. You know, we like to say a Batesville High School diploma has value, and it will serve for currency for student success. Whether you're going to enter the trades, whether you're going to go to a four-year school, we're going to help you pay for those certifications we're going to help you pay for that first year of college free uh, through Ivy Tech. We have a, a robust partnership with Ivy Tech. So, again, you know, in Batesville, Indiana, people want to be here because of all the value they get from our educational system. But I go back to our facilities. It's just time to provide our student athletes, our band members, our youth programs, better facilities. And, and, and we're going to start that with phase one of this $4 million bond. Obviously, phase one lets the, the stakeholders know there will be a phase two next year. As we evaluate property taxes, we're going to go back and look at potentially selling more bonds, again, at no increased property taxes for our stakeholders. As far as phase one is uh, concerned, uh, when uh, when would that uh, be completed, uh, at least phase one of the project? You know, our football team is in football sectionals. We hope they go to the state championship. So we're going to, when they are done with their season, we'll probably start staging things and start the, the very next day. So the Monday after football season's over, we'll probably have, you'll, if you drive by Batesville High School, you'll see some work going on back in the football stadium. And then uh, we'll line things up through our architect and we'll just continue that process. The goal would be to have that those facilities ready for next fall, if not sooner. And then as far as phase two is concerned, uh, have the um, as far as uh, some of the particulars of that, uh, have those been worked out yet? No, we, we go through a process with our board subcommittee and our principals and our teachers, and we'll lay our needs. Uh, you know, we have four buildings plus facilities. We'll lay all of our needs on, on, a, on, a, on a piece of paper, for lack of a better term. We'll start to prioritize those needs. Again, but those needs would, would address or look at our, our baseball, softball, cross-country tennis, uh, some of those facilities on the other side of the football stadium. We know that they need some improvements. And, again, uh, our athletes do such a fantastic job. We want to provide them the absolute best facilities we can. Okay. So, again, to uh, to recap, uh, Phase 1 would start uh, at the uh, end of the football season, whenever that happens to be. And um, and the goal would uh, be ready have it uh, ready by fall sports in August. And then Phase 2 uh, would take place. Uh, the, the following year is that uh, is that uh, what is that pretty much accurate? That that is accurate. We work all the logistics of materials and and vendors and and laborers. That's a that's a very heavy lift. But yeah, that those, those wheels will start to turn next next year, next calendar year, and then uh, we hope to and we will we'll release uh, a press release in the very near future about phase one and, and talk about phase two and just give our stakeholders kind of a a, a snapshot of our vision for our facilities as well as some of the other needs we have across the district in our other buildings. All right. And then, uh, of course, um, you know, of course, field turf, uh, that's that's the big splashy item there. Would uh, the community at large uh, be able to, uh, you know, use the field turf for a, for a project, for example, like, uh, we'll say, a Relay for Life or, or, or maybe a, um, um, a Frisbee tournament or something like that? Uh, would they uh, be able to do that uh, through the uh, and rent it through the school corporation? 
Yeah, there is a process, and, and again, we, we are very grateful to our community, and we, we make a lot of efforts to make sure our community has access to our facilities. But what, what field turf does is it does allow you to utilize that field more often, whether it's Relay for Life or a Frisbee tournament or, or said, said project. So we'd have the same process to, to use our facilities for that, for that area as any other areas, our gyms, our, you know, any other area in our school. But absolutely that that turf would give us more flexibility, more utilization, more return on investment for our students, our staff, and our community. All right. So, again, that's uh, $4 million in bonds. Uh, the board approved that to uh, sell this week to begin uh, phase one of the two-phase project. And this is to improve uh, athletic facilities um, around the uh, around the campus. And uh, uh, anything else to add to that, uh, Paul Ketchum, on the, as far as the um, capital improvements uh, plan and uh, anything else that uh, you had on your mind uh, this morning? No, again, I just want to thank our, our community. Our community is so supportive, uh, whether it's a civic group, whether it's athletic boosters, whether it's just a fan who's been attending the games for the last 30 years. Uh, we, we, we do our part to provide the absolute best education at the absolute lowest cost for taxpayers. And, of course, I cannot let you go without asking this question. One of my working spaces is the press box at Batesville High School. And uh, is that on the drawing board? That, that would be on the drawing board, both the, the bleachers and, uh, you know, the, the stands and, and all, those, all those things that the fan amenities. So that would be we want WRBI to have a first-class space to continue broad, broadcasting the baseball Bulldogs on Friday nights. Speaking for Terrence Arney, if, I, if he doesn't mind, we appreciate that. <laughs> we, we appreciate the coverage that you and Terrence give our Bulldog football team and, and so thankful for WRBI and our community. Well, uh, Paul Ketchum, uh, we appreciate uh, and thankful for you uh, for joining us uh, this morning and uh, uh, continue to success and uh, best of luck as uh, you move on to this uh, this project and also uh, uh, throughout the rest of the uh, school year. Hopefully uh, we'll get to uh, catch up uh, once again uh, before too long. I look forward to it, Tom, and go Bulldogs. Coming up, we'll speak with Indiana Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch about Porktober. That's next on The Daily Pod.